0: everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Perry Demas. We're excited to kick off the show with a little mini-series that we're calling Health Tech Perspectives. And we're going to do a four-part series, and we're going to get different perspectives on physicians, providers, consumers, patients. And today we're going to start with the physician perspective. So Rachel, why don't you go ahead and give us a little uh, scenario, if you will, of a physician.
1: Sure. Hi, this is Rachel, and this is a scenario that happens every day so many times a day. But it's a little bit different because this is our ideal scenario of what we wanted to happen. So picture this. It's Thursday. It's Thursday afternoon. I'm a physician. I'm an OBGYN. I am on my 12th patient of the day. And looking at the patient's medical history and their symptoms and the physical exam, I need to order a lab test for them. And it's just going to be a, a complicated diagnostic test. What I need to do is I'm going into my patient records and I'm going to order the lab. On the, in the EHR, there is a platform on uh, my tablet that I'm using that will tell me if the, what the patient's health insurance is. And then it will also tell me where the in-network labs are for the particular test that I want to get ordered. And it will also tell me if it's going to be covered by the patient's health insurance and how much it's actually going to cost. And I can have that discussion with my patient right there in the room. And then, you know, they agree to it saying, hey, it's going to be $100. I can cover that. I need to go to this lab down the street, but that's, that's going to save me some money. So I finish my exam with the patient. They go on their way to get the test ordered. And then I have a couple of spare minutes that I can, you know, check my email and go to the bathroom and, you know, knowing that I've done a good job for
0: that particular patient.
1: Life is good. That, that's an ideal scenario.
0: So, uh, Rachel, I did not know that you were a fiction author.
1: <laughs> Only in my spare time. So that, that's, that's going to be my job after Carebizzo.
0: So, that's a great scenario just to kind of kick off our discussion. And everybody, welcome to Health Tech uh, Checkup. Looking forward to having this conversation with all of you. So, as Rachel was just kind of going through that scenario for a a physician, a typical OBGYN physician, you heard a lot of different aspects there that you probably were thinking, well, that would be nice, or that is done sometimes. So, if you don't mind, let's just start by saying, like, Rachel, what what things do you think ring true as far as from a physician perspective from that scenario?
1: I think they're extraordinarily busy. They see patients, you know, day in and day out, and I think they want to do the best job for their patient. They understand that there are going to be health care, health insurance nuances, but I think... That's where, that's where it ends. I think right now the physician has such a limitation that they can't navigate the complexities of an individual patient's health plan because there's thousands of health plans out there. Even if a physician is in a, a geographic area where there's six or seven major health plans, they're still probably going to encounter at least a dozen of them throughout the week. And health plans are changing their requirements all the time.
0: That creates the tension, if you will, for the physician, right? Because he or she is not able to deliver the type of experience for the patient, for each one of us that they really desire. And I was just reading an article last week where still the physician patient relationship is the most trusted relationship in all of healthcare, right? I don't think that's going away no. anytime soon. I, right. I trust my physician when she tells me to do something or stop doing something or to go get a test you know i'm relying on her expertise quite frankly to make sure that she's delivering the the best care possible and i think the vast majority of physicians out there that's what they desperately seek to right. do is to to help each one of us remain healthy or if we're we're not healthy to get healthy
1: exactly exactly no i think that's we, we don't want that to change. I mean, the, the physician should be there to look after our overall health. But expecting them to know the nuances of our health insurance, I think that's that's a little unrealistic. So for them to expand, you know, I, I want them to focus on treating me as kind of my health conditions and not really, you know, have all this bogged down about how, about how to navigate. What health plan do I have? What did I sign up for? They're not going to know what I did back in November.
0: Yeah, totally agree, right? I don't even want my physician to almost care about my health insurance when it comes to my treatment, right? I don't want them to think, oh, I would right. do this, but, you know, it's a, if I need the treatment, I just want him or her to give me the treatment, quite frankly.
1: Right. Yeah. What do you recommend that is best for me based on what how I'm standing in front of you?
0: And then what comes colliding in with at least my thought process of just trusting the physician when they order something that's beneficial for me, then it goes to like the, I'll call it the business side, if you will, of healthcare. And I think that's what frustrates physicians more than anything else is now I have to jump through hoops to get something approved. Right. Right, And most of the time, the person approving it, they're not a physician. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not part of that that clinic treating, you know, the community that the physician's serving. So, no, I, I agree with that.
0: And then what's interesting is we continue looking at other folks that are involved, other stakeholders, if you will, whether it's the patient or other ancillary providers, how some have done great things to come alongside the physicians to help him or her deliver good health care, and others have struggled. And I think that'll be another session that we do with, you know, what has been done uh, on behalf of the providers to help them deal with this coordination of care. Right. Yeah. I mean, basically, that's what we're talking about is, you know, making sure that we all get the health care services, that professional, in this case, the physician, that she's ordering.
1: Yeah. And and I know the health plans have their own portals and systems and websites that you can access. That's really meant to help the physician and the patient navigate that. But, you know, reality, I don't think there's a lot of time left in the day in the physician's office to do that, you know, should they be, be expected to. And then on the patient side of things, I mean, we can't even remember our passwords or our insurance. Like, what insurance do we have? So I think that that's there, there's a little bit on both sides that it's just it's just a little bit broken there.
0: Yeah. I was talking with a healthcare executive a couple months ago and she made an interesting comment in which one of the problems as she saw it, in healthcare was we don't pay for the physician's time to stop and think of what is going on. And if you think about it, even in our scenario, right? You know, we're seeing patients. It's it can be very transactional. And I know the physicians don't like that and the patients don't necessarily like that either, right? But I'm seeing X number of patients a day trying to do the best I can and not having that time to be able to sit and think, okay, now let me go through the history again with this patient to see what's going on and figure out, quite frankly, it doesn't have to happen all the time, right? I mean, if I'm just there for a physical, just do the physical. I'm in and out cough, do some lab work, send me to get some imaging, whatever the case is. But that time to think I thought was very interesting because there is no code for that. Right. I use code 12693 for, oh, that's thinking process.
1: We need to probably give physicians the tools so that they can have more time in their day to allow to treat that patient. I feel like it's gotten so far away from that. Like, why is it so broken? And I know that a recent study in the AMA is talking about the impact of prioritization that it's had on physician practices and staff. And just to get that paperwork done, like, is a huge burden for them. It's such a, a large amount of time in their staff. And then it also leads to extreme frustration that they feel like they can't do their job and that they're not what they've been trained to do the reality of what they went to medical school for, all the residency, and now they're expected to be health insurance champions.
0: CareViso's platform solutions create healthcare transparency and access in real time for the healthcare industry, including providers, service providers, payers, and patients. Our solutions navigate the complexities of healthcare, creating innovative technologies that improve the patient care experience. If this sounds like a tool you'd like to learn more about, please contact us at That's careviso.com. That's C-A-R-E-V-I-S-O dot And I think that goes, I mean, use the word broken, which I think is really spot on as far as how the system, if you will, from a physician's standpoint, they could see it as being broken. And I think to a sense, you, we've really moved away from the, art of medicine and put things into process or procedures. So let me make a statement. You can tell me if you agree or disagree. In a lot of different disease states, there are protocols. Here's what you should be doing when you see mm-hmm. this type of patient, right? Yeah. Care pathways. And a lot of times these care pathways are embedded in the physician's EMR, right? So they know, okay, They just you just made a diagnosis of this for me. And you know, up pops the care pathway of what you should do. Mm-hmm. I see the, the good in that, but I also see the downside of that in which, you know what? Maybe that care pathway is going to be great for 80% of the people. But what if I'm the 20%? I'm, what if I'm the outlier? I want you, once again, to be able to think through as my physician and not just follow, okay, well, I have to do this. I want you now. Perry can't do this because of these other underlying conditions or I know that we, you know, did this three years ago or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So that those care pathways sometimes I think is kind of like the antithesis of personalized medicine. What do you think? Do you agree? Disagree? Or
1: I definitely agree with that because, you know, you're you're hearing a lot of conversations about A.I., right now in healthcare and, you know, how it's all just kind of scripted out and you can chat about anything. And the people are, they don't want that. They want the the human element to consider the entire patient and not just, you know, with the bullets in front of them.
0: And that human element is crucial when you're thinking about the art of it. And that's why, you know, when you find a great physician, you really hold on to him or her, right? Because they they get it. I think that's what Mm -hmm. we're talking about is how do we help those physicians? Because the last case I want to see happen is the really good physicians that are doing the right things for the right reasons, and they're really good at it. They get so frustrated with the system that quite frankly, they either, in one way or another, they're opting out. Either they just... Go in and put their time in, and that's it, or they literally retire.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's, and, and that's a bad day for everyone. So, for the physician, because, you know, their, their goal was to get into med school and pass those exams and those boards. And how much time did they spend in that? And then to end up in a, in a system that they feel is broken and they're not valued for, for their mind and their intellect and treating the patient, you know, without all these hurdles. I mean, I, to the physician a few months ago and it was my first time with this particular physician and they were amazing and they recognized, you know, kind of what I was going through and their recommendations to me, they talked me through the insurance hurdles that we would have to navigate like, oh, well, this is really, you want this prescription, but we can't get to it right now. So you need to do this first and then this first and then I'm going to have to write a letter and, you know, kind of beg and plead for your health insurance to, and they, they understood that and they knew that. And I appreciated that. But I, I feel that's un- unrealistic because can this physician keep that up for
0: their entire career? That That is asking a lot for yeah. anybody.
1: Yeah. Until then, we'll hopefully come up with some new tools and technologies to help that physician navigate the complexities of my particular health insurance situation. And there, I know the government is doing a lot to try and have some legislation to make it easier. And it's that it's more focused for patients. So, you know, having the transparency for patients to understand what they're going to get charged and, you know, what their rights are. We need to be able to give the physician some tools to keep up with this complexities that they're, they're forced to operate under.
0: I totally agree. And you know why? Because these individuals, if you give them the right tools, they'll flourish. I, I really do believe that, right? Because a lot of them, they're used to getting all A's in class that's why you know what they the really they're, they're smart, smart ones right <laughs> you know there's not too many dumb physicians out there and uh so they they're, they're achievers so i think if we come alongside them and give them the tools that in a way that is not burdensome to them right because at the core they really do want to engage like kind of like what you shared with your physician they want to sit down and talk with you and talk it through and if the tools are there to help them have a better conversation of course to do that but yep. not to like you said earlier have ai because otherwise i'll just like get on chat GBT and say okay i have this you know di- you know what what's my diagnosis
1: <laughs> yeah that that's not that's not a good place to end up perry so you know i i i do confess that i i've i've chat a few things but you know that's we'll, we'll leave it to the professionals to
0: that's right.
1: You know, to give their perspective on it.
0: That's good. Well, as we continue with the different perspectives, I look forward to hearing more about how various groups and individuals are all not only how they see things and their current struggles, right? Because we're talking a little bit about the struggles of a physician and how he or she's got to maneuver in the current system and how it could be. Uh, somewhat broken in certain areas. But the the optimist in me says, you know what, but there's enough people out there and the problem is big enough in which really smart people are working on great solutions that we will all benefit from so that we can once again come alongside one another and make the healthcare system better here in the United States.
1: I think that We've seen some of that evolve on the pharmaceutical side of things. Like, There's a lot of tools out there that will help you navigate your prescription costs. And there's a lot of services that people can use for free and just say, okay, how, how can I get this medicine to help treat what I'm going through, whether it's a one-time or, or a chronic thing? And hopefully that can be brought to the rest of healthcare so that I know if I have to get an MRI, where am I gonna go and what am I going to expect? How many bills am I going to expect coming from that? Because it's almost like you have to have a, you know, a degree in healthcare insurance lingo to be able to understand what is what's gonna come come to you.
0: That's right. Yeah. I, I've been doing this for many years and I, I still get confused when I get some documentation back exactly what's happening and, and why right so right. i mean it, it is very complex and and you brought up pharmaceutical manufacturers and i think you know we'll we'll talk more about those groups in a later podcast but i think it does it is a good example of how certain groups have done a good job with helping physicians without adding too much on their plate make it easy for them to be able to help all of us, the patients, the consumer. And those types of solutions seem to be embraced by the physician community. And, and and I think we'll have some good examples of how different groups have done that in the past.
1: To bring in the the care physical perspective, like we're, you know, in our daily business, we're trying to bring certain tools to the broader set of healthcare. To be able to say, hey, how much is this going to cost ahead of time? Is it in network with my insurance physician or can we choose something different, you know, something comparable and have that conversation at the point of care? And then if there is requirements such as a prior authorization, what how do we get that processed? So and have that happen more in real time versus two months after the fact.
0: And from a physician perspective, I mean, they take an oath, right? Do no harm. And I know that in the past, we have talked about financial toxicity, which I think is such a very terrible term, but it's true, right? In which there's a vast majority of people that actually end up bankrupt because of their healthcare services. And that's the financial toxicity, right? So. Maybe I'm overstating it, but do no harm. Like we've got to do better to make sure that we're not harming individuals financially, either. Mm -hmm. And that's—I know—that's the business side of healthcare, and some people don't like to talk about that. But at the core, that's what it is. So I think if we all work together to help solve that those issues, it just helps everybody involved. Quite frankly,
1: I agree. I mean, it helps the the physician, it helps the patient, it helps it helps the health plan as well. Because if there is that knowledge of what what the service or procedure is going to cost ahead of time, what's the best option based on the insurance plan that the patient has, or if they're self-insured, where that pathway kind of figuring in the, the business side to your health care at the same time. Because the number of Americans in this country that have medical debt is staggering, you know, and, and some of it is quite large and significant. I mean, I think we see situations every day where there's funds that are being raised, I mean, grassroots organizations to help with people's
0: medical bills. And
1: I totally understand and no fault of theirs that how these situations occur.
0: Yeah. I think that's that's a great way to end this session and tease everybody to come back for future sessions in which we kind of go into more depth yeah. about the various folks and their perspectives. So enjoyed our conversation today and everybody go ahead and uh, make sure that you bookmark uh, this brand new podcast and we look forward to joining you next time
1: thank you for listening to health tech checkup